Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And we are a Seventh Heaven po- the Seventh Heaven Podcast coming to you from the outdoors. Yes, we are recording outdoors today, so I apologize for any um, outdoors noises you might hear, but it's a beautiful spring day in the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut tri-state area, and we are outside. Anyway, we're here to talk about Season 8, Episode 10 of Seventh Heaven, the title of which is The One Thing. Uh, Our IMDb user synopsis is, Matt and Sarah begin training at the hospital in New York. Matt finds it easy to answer questions and preform procedures while the other students struggle. Uh, What was your first impression of this episode? Um, I think you said it best while we were watching it. This felt like they were trying to do, like, ER. But I feel like it fell short, even though I just found out that this episode was written and directed by, uh, like, the head of a major hospital in L.A. So you would think that they would know what was happening within a hospital. But it just seemed I think it fell short because it assumed that, like, the audience knew more than they did. Not, like, that there was a ton of medical... I don't know. It just seemed unrealistic to me. We'll get into it. Um, Because... They had, like, people coming into the ER and, like, trauma um, part of the hospital. And these medical students who were on their first day were, like, jumping in and had, like, a seat at the table of, you know, diagnosing and helping with these things. And I understand that's how you learn, but I don't think that happens on your first day. Yeah. Um, Especially because they kept on talking about orientation. So I guess we should get into... Right, right. Well, because we have no context yeah. context for this uh, conversation. Anyway, so the episode starts with a long, cold open. We see... Um, Matt at his desk uh, in New York studying or just, like, kind of refreshing medical things before um, we learn that Matt and Sarah have their first day at the hospital, um, I guess interning or whatever, uh, the the following day. So Matt's refreshing um, himself, and Sarah is, like, packing up all of the things she's going to need for the next day. Um, And there is our first outdoor noise of the <laughs> afternoon. Um, so anyway, yeah, Matt and Sarah are prepping for their first day at the hospital. Um, so we learn, um, there's a couple of things that happen in the uh, cold open. First, I want to say that Sarah is packing her like name tag or whatever, and it still says Sarah Glass. And Matt is like, oh, we didn't talk about that. And Sarah's like, we briefly talked about it. Now, I want to say, I am of the, first of all, it's 2018, and I think the trend overwhelmingly now is that people, or at least, like, amongst, like, most millennials and people in, like, metropolitan areas don't end up changing their name now when they get married. Um, I think it's also just a hassle because most people have, like, started their careers already. That's that's what I was going to say. In a profession especially because they go to school together and everything, and they're going to be at the hospital together. Sarah wants to, like, make her own way, and, like, this is her career as well, so it's just, like, I don't know. I, I, I agree with this wholeheartedly. The second thing I noticed in the cold open is that Matt's been gifted, like, a very old-school doctor's bag. You remember, like, in, like, when doctors used to visit homes and they come in with their black bags? He's been given one of those... Do you remember that? Well, I feel like I watched a lot of I Love Lucy, and she was always sick, and there was always a doctor coming in to, like, treat her. With the black bag, yeah. yeah. Um, And it's a gift from the Camerons, and, uh, like, he's being made fun of for having that, but that's where he's keeping all this stuff. And the cold open kind and of... And he can't find his stethoscope in the beginning, so um, that's a recurring theme. Yeah. 
Um, Annie calls, and we have this situation. Oh wait, first we should talk about the fact that they're. Well, for, no, no, no. Annie doesn't call until the next morning. Yeah, so they. So Sarah. So Matt is like, I'm going to bed. Sarah says she wants to stay up and review a little bit more. And Matt's like, Well, do whatever you do, don't forget to set the alarm for 5 a.m. Why Matt can't set his own alarm is beyond me. But Matt is like, Sarah, you got to set the alarm. So Sarah, of course, they set it up for Sarah to fall asleep studying. Um, and next thing we, you know, we see Matt waking up. It's 6.30. They wanted to wake up at 5 a.m. We get the impression they are late because they start scrambling to get out the door. Uh, this is when we learn that Matt's finally got himself a cell phone, and it's supposed to be used for emergencies only and mostly for work. But Sarah's given the number to the cam rents and cam fam. Yeah, the cam fam. And this is a thing that happens throughout the episode, which we can just discuss now. I feel like, but like every cam member calls. Yeah, um, and it's of course bad timing because Matt is at the ho- Matt goes to the hospital and he's supposed to be learning and engaging with patients, and his phone is constantly ringing uh, until he throws it in the garbage, the medical garbage. Yes. So that's the sharps bas- and the. That's basically the cold open, and the rest of the episode is really just one storyline following Matt around the hospital on his first day of med school. Internship. He's, like, not a resident. It's, like, at the end of his first year. I don't even think they really let medical students in. I think it's probably into his second year now. I don't really know what the timeline is anymore. I don't know. I have a friend who's in medical school right now, though, and, like, she's, like, done two years or, like, and... She's not a lot, like, hasn't, I don't think she's done anything like this before, and she's taking, like, this big exam at the end of this year to figure out, like, what her specialty is going to be, and then they start doing, like, work with patients. Uh, so... Is it rain? It's raining! (laughs) But it feels like it's just raining on us! But it's sunny out! But doesn't it just feel like it's raining on us? We're still recording. And we're back. And it's still raining on just us. Yeah. Um, so Camden Kest Adventures to the Outdoors. I hope you guys are enjoying. Uh, I'm sure we'll hear from all of you about how much fun this is for you guys. <laughs> Hopefully it's as... I'm having a blast. <laughs> so um, the episode, as we said, follows Matt on his first day. And it kind of starts off really bad. Not only are they late, um, but Matt has left his like black bag with his stethoscope and everything else he needs um, like in the subway right um, which means it's lost and gone forever haha ha. uh, anyway they arrive late um, the doctor who is like their supervisor is a bit of an asshole Dr. Norton he's who is played by Dennis uh, Boutsakaris and he's been in a bunch of things Better Call Saul Law and Order, Law and Order SVU, The Good Wife, Shameless. So he's been everywhere. Shameless. That's where yeah. I recognized him from. He's the professor in Shameless. Yes. Okay. Um, I was like, this guy looks so familiar the whole time, and I did not know. Um, anyway, so he, as soon as Matt and Sarah arrive, he kind of scolds them for being late. Matt's cell phone rings because, haha, the Camdens won't stop calling him. Um, and then he asks um, Matt to listen to someone's lungs. Uh, Matt realizes that he has forgotten his stethoscope on the subway, so he has to borrow one from a nurse, Nurse Kelly, who is played by Debbie Mazar, who um, was on Entourage, like, as uh, recurring, as, as Shauna, the recurring, like, publicist. She also was in Goodfellas as Sandy, um, and she currently stars on the TV Land uh, smash hit Younger, uh, and... 
a weird fact that I learned while I was looking her up to get all this information is that she dated Pee Wee Herman from 1993 to 1999. Which, which is insane. Which is just weird. Who's What's Pee Wee Herman's real name? I recognized it when I looked him up, but... No idea. Paul, Paul something or other. Whatever. Um, Pee Wee Herman. Uh, anyway, so he borrows a stethoscope from Debbie Mazar's character, Nurse Kelly, for the day. Um, um, so, uh, so what... I feel like there's, like, not really a good way to talk about this episode because other, other than doing it, like, going through it scene by scene. But I feel like I don't really want to do that. And I don't really recall every scene because what just... So, like, after Matt listens to the guy's lungs and gives his diagnosis, um, like, each... They, they go to try to draw... They learn, meet this other doctor, this female doctor, who is like, you're sticking with me. So it's kind of it was unclear to me who the supervisor was. Um, she takes them all to try to draw blood. Sarah isn't very good at it. Um, then Matt is like, why don't you give me a try? Because this is kind of fell under his job responsibilities when he worked at the Glen Oak Hospital. So he does it on the first try, and everybody is like, oh, wow, Matt Camden, he knows how to draw blood. And the guy who's draw- blood he draws is like, you drew first blood. <laughs> and, like, now this guy is, like, really wants Matt to be his doctor for the rest of his life. Um, but Then... All of them get assigned their own, like, cases. They, they all get given charts and are told to um, go... Uh, Do H and P's. Which means history and physical exam. We had to look it up. Yeah, it's, uh, they, have, they are assigned three patients, and they have to do three patients before their shifts are over. Um, so this is where I guess like the tension and the drama of the episode start because first things first, no one in the hospital knows that Sarah and Matt are married or are even together. And it seems that they're trying to keep it secret and they're not going to talk about it. Second thing is Matt seems to be head and shoulders above the rest in the knowledge that he has about like hospital sayings, hospital doings, medicines, all that, like all that stuff, you know, like the blood, it's like the blood scenario all over again. Uh, and Sarah is, seems to have taken a back seat, and you can tell that she doesn't really like it. And neither do the rest of the fellow students, I feel like. But they seem to be, like, asking Matt questions sometimes about, like, certain things that they don't know, so they're a little bit deferential. Um, additionally, when they get assigned their patients, um, Matt and Sarah have a convers Like, Matt gets, like, an easier patient, and Sarah gets, like, a more difficult case. And they discuss, Matt's like, oh, well, do you want to switch? And Sarah says something to the effect of, like, oh, well, you don't think I can do it. And then that scene ends, and we see them with their patients, and we see that they actually did switch. So, like, I got the impression that they weren't going to switch because Sarah was like, no, I'm going to show you I can do it. And then they switched anyway. So then we have a lot of hospital action. So because they switched, uh, Sarah's with a man who thinks that he's Napoleon Bonaparte. Uh, so she's dealing with that, and she's not really having much success there. Where, whereas Matt's dealing with a man who's kind of completely out of it, is asking for a priest, and he can't really get his H and P done. So, uh, and what eventually happens is this man—I think he stops breathing. Right. Yeah. And they have to and revive they, they him. Revive him. Uh, um, so then, like the rest of this episode is just a series of, like I said in the beginning. Um, people, like, trauma patients coming in, people coming into the ER who need immediate attention, and Matt is there every time that... I guess the idea is that Matt wasn't supposed to be helping with all of those other patients, because, long story short, at the end of the day, Matt hasn't finished three H&Ps. He only did it for two patients. Um, So I think Matt wasn't supposed to be helping with all of those ER, like, all of those people coming in with 
traumatic injuries and people who needed immediate attention. But this one woman comes in, an older woman, and she comes in with a friend who Matt um, goes to talk to to try and get more information about um, this woman's medical history because she's unresponsive. She had a stroke, so she's unresponsive. And um, Matt learns a little bit more about this friend. Um, we learn that she has a dog, and she's like, I have to get home to feed my dog, but I want to make sure my friend is okay. He learns that she's diabetic, and she starts to a few like mention to Matt that she's feeling weak or she's not feeling well, but she's like, I need to get home. Um, so, and he, Matt keeps advising Dr. Norman of this, and Dr. Norman is like... Norton. Norton. Okay. Norton is like, who cares? This woman, like, who cares about this woman? You're a doctor, not a social worker. And we see, like, Matt being his father's son here because he's trying to do... He, I guess, wait, I wrote down, like, he can't separate the clinical from the emotional right, right. role of his job. Um, so, like, he's getting some flack from Dr. Norton for that. Yeah, we have... So, what I think is, like, the main portion of this episode is dedicated to the fact that it seems that Matt's, like, intuitive, like, nature of caring about every single person is what gives him all the information about he about the woman being diabetic because the woman, whose name is Marie, ends up passing out. And he's informed Dr. Norton about the fact that she's diabetic, that, like, that's probably what's happening to her, but he hasn't listened the first time. And then when he says it again, Dr. Norton's like, way to tell us. And there's kind of this, like, you know, this tension going on with Dr. Norton being like, you're doing the nurse's job, you're not a social worker, etc. And instead, and Matt's kind of, like, nature of, you know, wanting to talk to all the patients, wanting to have a rapport with all the patients, and, like, good bedside manner and all, like, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, it kind of end well, not ends, but uh, he because he's not as Aaron mentioned, not able to finish all of the H and P's he was assigned. Uh, everybody else is going to like celebrate their first day, and he's really upset. Um, he's also he's okay. This is a scene that they stole directly from ER, by the way. Um, so you didn't talk about so this woman the woman passes out, and they're like, okay, hypoglycemia get her a glucose IV. They do that. She kind of comes to, but then later on she goes into some sort of, I don't know, like diabetic coma, diabetic shock or whatever, and she dies. And Matt is there on the table still trying it's to... It's a cardiac arrest because oh. of the di diabetes and the stress of like what happened to her friend. Yeah, so um, she, d she dies and Dr. Norton is like, okay, time of death. And Matt is still there like in vain trying to revive this woman which is like I think it was that was like a particularly like famous ER scene where like a doctor is like over someone who's already died and he just like won't give up because he's like I can't believe like you know he failed at his yeah. job kind of thing and he's just like devastated um so Matt like loses someone on his first day um and is like real bummed about it as you know re as like he reasonably should be um so and this is where, like, I guess the climax of the episode happens because we have a confrontation between Dr. Norton and uh, Matt. Dr. Norton very blatantly blames Matt for what happened to Marie, the patient who's just died. And Matt's like, no, you're the one that wasn't listening to me when I said all these things. Uh, like, it's I think you're to blame as well. And they kind of go back and forth to each other. But basically, Dr. Norton says, I get one of you every single time there's a new rotation where you think you're going to be the next big thing for medicine, but you end up being a failure. And Matt kind of takes this, goes home, and I think he really is starting to question 
whether or not being a doctor is the thing he should have been doing. We have a scene with him and Sarah where he's like, I decided to be a doctor when I was, like, when I saw a few women giving birth as a teenager. Yes. And that's, like, and maybe I made the wrong decision. Maybe I made the decision too early. Maybe you should decide what you want to do when you're a teenager, which I think I wholeheartedly endorse at this part of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Side note, I guess that we should mention uh, the dog, Marie's dog, uh... It's now the bad Sarah's like dog. widowed, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what you call it when somebody leaves behind a pet. Uh, so it's Matt and Sarah's dog. And, uh, yeah, we really see Matt kind of questioning his life path, which is kind of what sort of is the theme of this episode in that the patients keep on bringing up this, like, there's always the one thing that a person thinks that, that they should be good at, they should be doing with their lives, you should be happy with what you're doing with your life, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and Matt, unfortunately, might not be. So, uh, Matt has one last scene at the hospital before he goes home where he, um, right, we skipped, we're talking about the dog, but before that happens, Matt has one more interaction with, um, Nurse Kelly, and Nurse Kelly is basically just dressing up a pretty bad, I I guess the kid had had stitches done, and Matt is like, oh, well, you know, um, when I was a kid, I needed to get stitches because I, like, banged my head on a, a bedpost when I was, like, racing my sister, and I slipped, and he was like, oh, I, and I needed to get stitches, and, uh, halfway through with the stitches, I, the doctor noticed I was wincing, and he remembered that he didn't give me a local anesthetic, which does not happen when you get stitches, so, bad, like, I've yeah. never, I've had stitches, like, a few times in my life and never had a local anesthetic. So, correct us if we're wrong, but the, seeing that as a doctor wrote this, I'm not buying it. Um, and, I don't know, the doctor said, like, you'd make a great patient. You're like, you're, you're the best patient I've ever had. And then Nurse Kelly is like, oh, so this doctor made you want, want to be a doctor? And Nat's like, no, he made me afraid of doctors. So I don't really understand what the point of the story was, other than Matt looking back on his past with doctors and, like, what trans... I don't know, I guess, what possibly could have influenced his decision to become a doctor. Um, and just quickly mention before we stop talking about this episode, um, as we mentioned, all the Camdens are calling uh, Matt throughout the episode. The first person that calls is Annie, then we have the Rev calling, then Lucy calls, and then Lucy's crying, so Kevin calls to defend Lucy... Then Ruthie's calling. Then Cecilia's calling on behalf of Ruthie. Then Then she hands the phone to Chandler, who has no business being in this episode at all. What was the point of Chandler? Like, he walks into the kitchen, Cecilia hands him the phone, and that scene ends, and we don't see Chandler for the rest of the episode, and this really annoyed me. Well, Chandler (laughs) then hands the phone off to Roxanne, and we have this weird scene where... I didn't even see Roxanne in this episode. Yeah, she was was there for a hot second. That's (laughs) annoying, too. I hate these people. And she was there just to have, like, weird eye contact with Chandler. And I was like, I thought we went over the fact that their relationship is over. Isn't he with Paris now? Will they or won't they? Oh, it's such a cute couple that I don't care about. (sighs) So that's happening. And it kind of ends with a final phone call from Annie again. And we see that, you know, something's going on with Matt. So that's the episode. I feel like they were trying to do something different here. I have a note written that just says medical school will ruin Matt and Sarah's relationship, and that's what they were really, like, they were harping on that, plus Matt reconsidering his life choices, but they were really, I feel like the focus was on the tension between Matt and Sarah being 
mar like the fact that they live together and they go to school together and they're in all the same classes and it's just like this um, building tension between them and their relationship because it's difficult like it's stressful to be a medical student it's stressful to be married it's stressful to both be medical students and, and be married right uh, that's the Venn diagram of stress yes uh, so yeah I feel I will give props for this being a very different episode. We followed one character completely. Uh, the rest of the Camdens had very little screen time. I really appreciated Seventh Heaven kind of being experimental in what they were doing. I didn't mind it. Uh, what would you rate this episode? Well, I didn't mind it, so I think I'll give it a solid better than your average four out of seven. Yeah, I think I'm also going to give it uh, a four, strictly for it being so different, uh, them taking a risk. Uh, so... We apologize for the outdoor noises. Yes, we do. Uh, realize it may have been distracting, but, um, it was an adventure. Yeah. It started out as a beautiful day, and then it started raining, so... And now it stopped raining, so... Maybe we'll reconsider in the future doing outdoor podcasting. (laughs) Uh, so, to listen to our other podcasts that are not from the outdoors, uh, we have new ones every Wednesday and Saturday, and they're available on the Apple iTunes podcast app, on soundcloud.com slash camdencast, and on Stitcher. You can catch up with us on social media at camdencast show is our handle on both Instagram and Twitter. Um, we are on facebook.com slash camdencast, and... That's all the social media we got, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, I'm Erin. I'm Tanvi. This is Camden Cast. From outside. <laughs> In